is Today in History, January the 21st. On this day in 1861, Jefferson Davis of Mississippi and four other Southerners whose states had seceded from the Union resigned from the U.S. Senate. And on this day in 1908, New York City's Board of Aldermen passes an ordinance prohibiting women from smoking in public establishments. And on this day in 1915, the Kiwanis Club, dedicated to community service, was founded in Detroit. And in 1937, Count Basie and his band record the one o'clock jump for Decca Records. And in 1942, pinball machines were banned in New York City after a court ruled they were gambling devices that relied on chance rather than skill. The ban was then lifted again in 1976, just in time for the disco era. Also on this day in 1976, from London's Heathrow Airport and Orly Airport outside Paris, the first Concords with commercial passengers simultaneously take flight. The London flight was headed to Bahrain in the Persian Gulf and the Paris flight to Rio de Janeiro via Senegal in West Africa. At their cruising speeds, the innovative Concords flew well over the sound barrier at 1,350 miles per hour, cutting air travel time by more than half. The flights were the culmination of a 12-year effort that pitted English and French engineers against their counterparts in the USSR. In 1962, 15 years after U.S. pilot Chuck Yeager first broke the sound barrier, Britain and France signed a treaty to develop the world's first supersonic passenger airline. The next year, President Kennedy proposed a similar U.S. project. Meanwhile, in the USSR, Soviet leader Nikita Khrushchev ordered his top aviation engineers to beat the West to the achievement. The Concorde, however, was not a great commercial success, and people complained bitterly about the noise pollution it caused by its sonic booms and loud engines. Most airlines declined to purchase the aircraft, and just 16 Concords were built for British Airways and Air France. Service was eventually limited between New York and London and Paris and New York, and luxury travelers appreciated the less-than-four-hour journey across the pond. And on this day, in 1990, John McEnroe is disqualified from the Australian Open. Code violation, unsportsmanlike conduct, warning Mr. McEnroe. At the 1990 Australian Open, the 30-year-old John McEnroe, dubbed Super Brat by the British tabloids, was trying to win his first major tournament since 1984. And when he took on Mikhail Penafors, a two-time National Collegiate Association of America champion in the fourth round, McEnroe won the first set easily. But Penafors lifted the level of his game to win the second set. And after the players traded service breaks in the third, McEnroe led 2-1. to one. During the changeover, he stopped in front of a lineswoman that he thought had made a bad call, glaring at her while bouncing his ball on his racket. The chair umpire, Jerry Armstrong, gave McEnroe a conduct code violation for unsportsmanlike conduct. Bigger trouble began in the seventh game when McEnroe was leading, but hitting a forehand wide to go down 15-30, McEnroe threw his racket to the ground where it bounced on the court's hard service. Another wide McEnroe forehand prompted another racket smash, this one cracking the racket's head. And Armstrong called another code violation for racket abuse. Code violation, racket abuse, point penalty, Mr. McEnroe. And McEnroe started swearing at him, demanding the intervention of Ken Farrar, the Grand Slam chief of supervisors. 
Farrar arrived and spoke with McEnroe, whose continued complaints and swears were audible to spectators and TV viewers. With Farrar's authorization, Armstrong called the third and final code violation. Ken Farrar has ever heard McEnroe swearing. Code violation, verbal abuse, default, Mr. McEnroe. Whoa! That's the end of the match. The crowd of 150,000 rose to their feet, booing and chanting their support for McEnroe as McEnroe himself stood with his hands on his hips, stunned. In a press conference following the match, a subdued McEnroe explained that he had misunderstood the rules and was unaware that the previous year's four-step process had now been changed to a three-step rule. Johnny Mack, the bad boy of tennis, ousted from the Australian Open January the 21st, 1990, on this day in history.